Welcome back to the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast coming to you live from a remote location. Well, not live because this is recorded, but nevertheless coming to you from a remote location today as, um, you know, the coronavirus has kind of been a thing that has taken over our lives over the past week. Uh, But that's not going to stop us from talking sports and uh, the latest happenings around the NFL since free agency has started. But I'm your co-host, Grant Covey, joined, as always, by my other co-host, Sam Thillman. Sam, how's it going? We've had a you know a week now to get used to this kind of online class stuff since we left Ball State, but, you know, it's no different for our listeners. Yeah, I would say I've definitely been more bored. I had a lot more time on my hands. It's really an adjustment period to really get used to these online classes, because besides the e-learning days in high school, we haven't really had to do online classes. Yeah, it's definitely kind of a, a weird adjustment that you know we're all getting used to. But uh, we're going to talk some NFL free agency today, hopefully get your mind off of the coronavirus, and you know that's all you hear on social media, on the news, and everywhere. That's all they're talking about. So hopefully we'll distract your mind from that. Uh, but before we get into it, I kind of want to go back to our conversation that we had on Wednesday talking about Philip Rivers and Sam wasn't the biggest fan of the hire of Philip Rivers, and I, I think this clip uh, by Kevin Malone says all you need to know about how Sam uh, felt about Philip Rivers. So we'll give that a listen. Philip, 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 all about Philip. I hate Philip. So Sam, I, I kind of got the vibe that that's how you were feeling uh, about Philip Rivers signing and. You know, after having a few days to think about it, has has that opinion changed like at all? Are you still, you know, maybe kind of welcoming on the fact? I am not. I have not changed my opinion. I still don't see Philip Rivers as a. He's he's an excellent regular season quarterback, but he just isn't a person you want to win right now. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting. I'm being more optimistic than you, Sam. I think that. There is potential for him to succeed in Indianapolis just because of the, the pieces of the puzzle that have been put in that he didn't necessarily have in Los Angeles the past couple of years. So, you know, he is aging. He's 38 years old. You don't know how much time is left uh, for him. It's only a one-year deal. One year, try it out. If it doesn't work, maybe we can use the quarterback that we're going to hopefully draft um, in the upcoming draft. But... Anyways, we're getting into some NFL free agency talk. We're kind of going to run down some of the biggest moves and our opinions on them. And we'll start with the biggest one. Obviously, Tom Brady signs with Tampa Bay. And here's a stat uh, for you today, Sam. No starting quarterback has played in the same city as their initials. You have Tom Brady. Obviously, his initials TB in Tampa Bay. Obviously, uh, TB are the initials there. So kind of interesting there. Also, the Super Bowl is in Tampa this upcoming season, and no team has ever played the Super Bowl in which the the city that they are hosting. So no, no, you know, team has played in a Super Bowl in which they are the host city. I guess is the better way to put that. Could we see history? And I think you know, Sam, when you look at Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay, I think the reason he went is that is the the best opportunity for him to re, you know rewrite the history books yet again. I think he's going to have an opportunity to obviously potentially bring a Super Bowl to Tampa Bay next year. 
I don't know if all the pieces will be in place yet, but he has the potential to do that. He has the potential to show that he doesn't need Bill Belichick to succeed. And he, ha you know, he has so many other things to prove that you can do it at 42 years old and all these other things. Your reaction to Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay, good move. Uh, and does who win? Who who's, who comes out on top of this? Tampa Bay or Tom Brady, or is it kind of a win-win for both of them? Well, I think I think Tom Brady made the smart decision to see. He saw that the Super Bowl was going to be in Tampa and was like, "I want to rewrite the history books because he's done it all. He's had numerous passing yards. He's had the Super Bowl victories. He's had the Super Bowl appearances." Now, here's just another way for him to put his name in the history books. I will say, I think I think the Tampa Bay Bucks and Tom Brady come out on top. Not only does Tom Brady get the weapons around him, he's got some. He's got a decent defense. He's got Devin White. He's got JPP. He's got just. He's got a solid core defense. They just need to improve it. They'll be a probably contender with Tom Brady. And now the Patriots are now just searching. For their franchise quarterback, they don't know who it's going to be. Whether it's going to be Jared Stidham or whether they're going to draft somebody. So I think Tom Brady and the Bucks are in a better spot as of right now. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Um, you know, the Patriots are in an interesting situation now. Obviously, you have Bill Belichick, who you know, who knows if he's going to be around for next season. He could decide, you know what, Tom Brady's not there. I'm going to pack it in and call it good. Or he might try to say. I'm going to prove myself that I don't need Tom Brady to be successful, and I'm going to go out and do it with a Jared Stidham or with somebody else that they may acquire in free agency or through the draft. So I think that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely think you know Tampa Bay is the winner there. You have Bruce Arians, who's worked with you know a ton of great quarterbacks, Carson Palmer, Andrew Luck, um, and that company there when he was with Indianapolis, and then in Tampa Bay. Um, is there any situation in which you see Jameis Winston going to the Patriots? I don't see Jameis Winston. I could see a, uh, I could see them go drafting somebody, but I don't think Jameis Winston is the type of person that, that New England looks for. They look for the big locker room guys that are going to be not distractions. I think Jameis Winston just brings that media attention that the Patriots aren't looking for. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Is is Winston a starting quarterback in the league somewhere else, or does he have to go somewhere and be a backup? Now, here's what I thought of this morning before you answered. If Tampa Bay decides to hang on to him, he could sit behind Tom Brady for a year, learn from him, and then, you know, if Tom Brady decides to call it quits after one or two years, you have Winston in there. But again, it's just all about if Davis Winston is willing to do that because right now his landing slots are getting limited and limited with other franchises finding their quarterbacks. And he hasn't signed with anybody yet. I've seen a couple of reports of possibly the Steelers sitting behind Big Ben. He could go to Tampa Bay. But it's all about his ego and if he's willing to sit behind somebody. Yeah, it's interesting. I personally don't think Winston is a starting quarterback. In the league next year, he's going to have to do his time and, and kind of uh, sit back, sit behind someone, learn. Um, could it be a situation, a Ryan Tannehill situation? I don't know, where he goes somewhere where there is a shaky starting quarterback and maybe takes over midseason. I don't know, but he's definitely not going to – I say week one next year he's not a starting quarterback somewhere. Moving on to some other acquisitions that happened this week. The Falcons signed Todd Gurley. And, Sam, I find this very, very interesting. Um, 
they've cut Freeman at the beginning of the week, and now they sign Gurley, who was cut by the Rams. Gurley's only 25 years old. He'll be 26 when the season starts, but he's had that arthritis that has kind of held him back. It's limited his carries. I don't really get this move by the Falcons here. I honestly don't. Yeah, I don't either when they're trying to move on from a kind of, I wouldn't say aging, uh, Freeman's still only 28 years old. But Gurley, he, he is young because he will be 26 when the season starts, but he's got arthritis problems. The Rams have just just gave him the ball or just beat him down with the amount of carries he's got. It doesn't really make sense. I would have liked that they, they would have either stuck with Edo Smith or gone in the draft and got somebody to kind of be their, their starting running back of the future. Yeah, and obviously that um, begs the question, you know, what is Edo Smith going to do? You know, is now he the secondary back? I don't know, uh, there in Atlanta. But I think I think the Falcons took a step back in taking Todd Gurley. I, th- I do think because you're, you're paying money to a guy who, who's 25, and once they hit that 27-ish, 28 range, they start to decline. Um I just don't see the move there by Atlanta. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't see a situation where that works out successfully. He might be able to give you one good year, but you know, I would almost rather take that and, and take it to the draft. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. Moving on uh, to some other acquisitions that happened this week. The Cowboys signing cornerback uh, HaHa Clinton Dix. Um his last season, surprisingly, Sam, was kind of his best season yet. He, he started with the Packers, and I think he'd go to the Redskins for a year, and then he was with the Bears last year. Um, and, you know, last year he had 46 points saved um, and allowed just uh, just over five yards per target uh, for Chicago. And the Cowboys, I think this is a good move. I think, um, you know, I think both parties win here. I think the Cowboys win because they get somebody in their secondary that they desperately needed um, to stop the likes of of the opponents that they're going to face this year in the NFC East. They got somebody back there as well. And I think, you know, Clinton Dix won as well because he's going to somewhere where Jerry Jones wants to get another Super Bowl title, and he wants to get one soon. And I think this is the best spot for, for him to do that. Yeah, I, I think I think this is a win for both sides, as you mentioned. You have Haha Clindix, who may have, just by the way, is one of the best names in the NFL. I think he's definitely up there. Uh, but the Cowboys' defense last season was a – you just couldn't depend on him. Dak Prescott had to carry the load, throw for an insane amount of yards and touchdowns and carry this team. And this helps out a shaky Cowboys defense that was kind of a – um, I don't know what the word is. Just kind of, you don't you don't trust them basically. So this definitely helps the secondary. It helps the Cowboys a lot. Right, and, and that and come. yeah, that that's one thing that I I thought of when I saw this signing was Dak Prescott. As much as he needed some more offensive weapons, he kind of you know can now take a breath of fresh air and say, okay, I got somebody on defense where you know I might not have to perform as well on offense he's still gonna have to perform but you know he's not they're not gonna be so reliant on that offense um yeah and we'll let you go no go, go ahead sam yeah i was just gonna say to add to that it definitely helps they're trying to 
keeps Dak Prescott a bit long term, and then maybe he sees that um, timing and he's more willing to resign with the Cowboys for a long term deal. Definitely. Uh, moving on, the Giants signing quarterback Colt McCoy. Uh, he's been with the Redskins for a while. He, you know, he's not a bad backup. Uh, he's definitely a backup quarterback. I don't think there's any way where you see Colt McCoy go in and challenge Daniel Jones for the job. I think the Giants made it pretty clear that they're sticking with Daniel Jones as the starting quarterback. Yeah, and when you kind of bench Eli for the man, you just kind of have to stick with him. And Colt McCoy's a solid backup, and he's not really going to go in unless Daniel Jones gets hurt. Yeah, he brings in some experience that might help Daniel Jones out a little bit. But overall, you know, it's not a, uh, a big move. Uh, just, you know, again, addition for the Giants trying to help out Daniel Jones a little bit more. Uh, the Lions trade Darius Slay. The Eagles give the Lions a third round and a fifth round pick. I like this. Uh, Slay, you know, he's expressed interest, and I've seen on the internet, he does not want to be in Detroit next year. Him and uh, Matt Patricia necessarily did not get along the greatest. Um, so he's out of there. And the Lions got draft picks. They desperately needed draft picks um, because they're a terrible team last year and they're trying to be better this year. So you need draft picks to do that. They got two of them. And for trading away Darius Slay, you picked up Desmond Trufant. I think it's an overall win-win for both organizations here. The Eagles, you know, you got Slay now, uh, a definite piece on defense that you can utilize well. Yeah, Darius Slay repeatedly threw out on Twitter said he did not want to be there. He kind of put the lines in a sticky situation where they he, he was forcing their hand in trading him. Maybe they could have got some more out of him if Darius Slay hadn't been so vocal about it. But they got some nice draft picks. Third and fifth round pick isn't bad for his caliber. But I think he could have been possibly a second round or first uh, pick value if he wouldn't have been so vocal. But they replaced him with Desmond Trufant, which isn't a bad selection. He's getting up there in age, though. He kind of struggled last season. They could have possibly done a little bit better, but it's 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 nice for both both organizations. Definitely. Uh, the next signing just happened uh, yesterday, a couple days ago, uh, that the Chargers signing Chris Harris Jr. He spent nine seasons on that Broncos defense, was a part of a Super Bowl winning squad. Um, you know. Not a, you know, he's not a, a game changer on defense, but he is a piece on defense that the Chargers desperately needed so badly. Yeah, I, I like the, the cornerbacks that they have now are in the defense. You got Joey Bosa, of course. You got Melvin Ingram. You got Denzel Perriman. And then you look at the secondary, you got a solid piece in Derwin James. As your safety, you have Casey Hayward right next to him. Desmond King as a possible slot option. This, this Chargers secondary is going to be scary next year. Yeah, it, it has the potential, and it, it uh, definitely looks like it's going to be the Chargers. Trying to build a defense, they obviously trade away their quarterback in Phillip Rivers. You're probably going to see Tyrod Taylor in there as the starting quarterback with paired with um, you know maybe a rookie quarterback that's trying to learn. Um, so I think the Chargers are doing the right thing by building a defense. Um, they want to win. you got to have a defense, and uh, I think they, they got a good acquisition there. And uh, our final uh, – our one of our final big acquisitions, the Raiders signing Eli Apple, the cornerback who spent last year with the with the Saints, kind of had a rebound year. You know, he started in with the Giants, didn't really work out there for him, went to the Saints, had a big year, um, and the Raiders improving their secondary uh, once again. And uh, I think it's interesting, you know, the Raiders obviously picking up Marcus Mariota, 
um, and John Gruden trying trying to put this team up in uh, into that win now mode, and I think they might be a year or two away from from doing that. Yeah, they they had some nice they had some nice pieces. They got Josh Jacobs, of course. They got Tyrell Williams. They got Hunter Renshaw and Zay Jones now. They got a nice piece in Darren Waller. So they're starting to build up these pieces, which I like. The defense isn't too bad either. They just signed Corey Willison on defense. They got Eli Apple now. They got Jocelyn Abram. This team is starting to come together and could be the AFC West is going to be really tough this year. You got the Raiders, you got the Broncos, you got the Chargers now, and, and especially the Chiefs now, who also be in contention for a playoff spot. Yeah, definitely. Um, with the Broncos waving Flacco, I don't know where they're position stands in terms of playoffs but you know definitely the Raiders and maybe the Chargers if they can get that quarterback situation figured out which is hard to do in a year but if they can do that 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 moves you up the list uh quite a bit our final um acquisition that we're talking about the Bills trading for Stefan Diggs um you know I like this for the Bills it gives Josh Allen another target and I think Stefan is a guy who doesn't really need a fantastic quarterback to throw him the ball, but Josh Allen is a guy who needs a pretty good wide receiver to get the ball to, um, and I think Diggs can, can find those openings. And, you know, he did it with, with uh, Kirk Cousins uh, in Minnesota, so you, you definitely know that he can do it with, an, you know, quite honestly, a medi- medi- uh, mediocre quarterback. And when you look at the Bills last year, they were 10-6, and six, which is solid. They, they almost went to the divisional round before losing to the Texans. They're starting to build up the pieces. Josh Allen is looking better and better each year he plays. And they've got some young group of guys. they got Cole Beasley, John Brown, Devin Singletary. That definitely will help the Bills and possibly be even a contender to win the AFC East next year, considering Tom Brady just left. Definitely. The Bills, Bills fans are excited right now that uh, they don't have to deal with Tom Brady in New England now. Who knows who's going to be quarterbacking the Patriots, but uh, definitely he's not going to be the greatest of all time, so that definitely helps the Bills out a lot. Um, On the AFC side of things, the Cardinals, uh, or the NFC side of things, rather, the Cardinals trading for DeAndre Hopkins. This is big. Um, The Texans, not sure what they're doing. Bill O'Brien, still the general manager and head coach there, might be losing his mind a little bit. Um... DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best receivers in the league, now goes to the Cardinals, who have a young quarterback in Kyler Murray. And if you can pair him with with a good wide receiver, who knows what can happen. Yeah, I mean, they figured out the running back situation last year with Kenny and Drake. The Cardinals made an excellent trade getting D-Hop. They established the number one. He gets paired with Larry Fitz and Christian Kirk, which is solid. But the, I don't know what the Texans were thinking, what Bill O'Brien was thinking, giving up. DeAndre Hopkins for a second-round pick, and Dave Johnson, who's basically the Cardinals' third running back last year. I'm not really sure what the Texans were thinking. Yeah, me neither. Um, if they want to be contenders, you know, you, you take that playoff win, and you're supposed to build off of it to get better for next year. Maybe they are in some way, shape, or form, but it certainly doesn't look like it now. Um, and kind of going back, uh, we're going to circle back to the quarterback carousel that we've witnessed and we'll start with Teddy Bridgewater. He goes to the Panthers. Uh, we ran a poll question on our Twitter page yesterday. If you don't follow us, it's straight up Sports Talk on Twitter. It's at Sports Talk at 6. You can find us there. We ran a poll question there, 
uh, received about around 30 votes. Um, 60% of the people said that they would rather see Teddy Bridgewater at the helm than Phillip Rivers. Uh, this is interesting to me uh, that, you know, that many people wanted to see um, Bridgewater over Rivers. Obviously, Bridgewater a little younger, but he hasn't really proved himself in the league. Um, in, in my opinion, he hasn't. Well, I, w- I will say that Bridgewater, to his credit, he was he was a solid quarterback when Minnesota before he got hurt, and then he proved himself in New Orleans, going I believe five and one or whatever his record was. So I I would have believed in Bridgewater more. He's younger. They could have signed him to a long term deal that could have solved the quarterback situation because I believe he's only twenty six or twenty eight. So long term. We would have been set at the quarterback position. I think we would have been in great shape going into next season. Yeah, uh, it, it would definitely give you some youth and, and maybe some more excitement, I think, um, in terms of the fan value than Phillip Rivers. But who knows? Um, you obviously had Rivers going to the Colts. We talked about that on Wednesday. Marcus Mariota goes to the Raiders. Sam, you threw this into me before we went on. What, what does this mean for Derek Carr? I mean, in your opinion – is there a quarterback battle now in, in Oakland or in Las Vegas now, I guess? I think so. I, I think John Gruden's not exactly happy with the play of Derek Carr, so if he slips up, we could see a change at Marcus Mariota. I don't see them trading Derek Carr until he kind of struggles. I see a quarterback battle forcing Derek Carr to keep his job, and I think it's going to benefit the Raiders with having Marcus Mariota having a solid backup behind Derek Carr. I think when you talk about putting Marcus Mariota with John Gruden, that is um, that can be something that you know John Gruden might be able to take Marcus Mariota to the next level. And I think, yeah, you mentioned a quarterback battle now in, in Vegas, and you know don't be surprised if you see Mariota starting quarterback next season, um, or maybe they go tandem with two quarterbacks. Who knows? Um, Nick Foles going to the Bears. Does Nick Foles get the job, or does Mitchell Trubisky still have a fighting chance at being the starting quarterback? I think it's Mitchell Trubisky's uh, team battle to lose because I think Matt Nagy still has some confidence in Mitchell Trubisky, or they would have already replaced him by now. And I think Nick Foles is just there to make Mitchell Trubisky fight for his job and make him kind of uneasy so he has to fight for his job and just be better than what he's just trying to be. Definitely. Uh, you know, he's got to prove it. And I think, I think honestly, it's a, it's a good move for the Bears because you bring in a guy who's won a Super Bowl and you kind of put pressure on Trubisky. Up until this point, there hasn't been a lot of pressure on Trubisky to win games, and now they do that. So I think you could see um, a quarterback battle and potentially this making Mitchell Trubisky even better um, with that. Another quarterback that I thought of here, Sam, Jacoby Brissett with the Colts. Do the Colts trade him um, and kind of maybe get some draft picks out of him? I would, considering what I would want the Colts to do is to draft somebody. Well, since we do have that high second-round pick, draft somebody, I would say get, get rid of him, get a nice pick out of him, and just move on from there because I don't think Jacoby Brissett has any use with his big contract just sitting behind Phillip Rivers, and I think we just need to move on from it. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I agree with that. Get get 
what you can out of him while you can. Um, so coming up next week, Sam, that's going to pretty much do it for this episode. But coming up next week, our topic that we're going to be talking about is did the XFL have a successful first season? I don't know. It, it's an, it got, obviously got cut short as, what, four weeks? Four or five weeks um, got cut short. It's four weeks, right? Because the Houston Roughnecks were 4-0. Um, I, think they, I think they were 5-0, actually. 5-0? Okay. I don't know. I don't have it pulled up. But we'll answer those questions next week. Sam, your initial reaction to that, do you think the XFL had a successful season? I think they did have a successful season, and I'll explain more of my thoughts on next week's episode. Definitely. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see if the fans will, will stay with that after, obviously, a season being cut short. You didn't crown a champion, and now you got to kind of almost restart for next season. But that'll be for next week's episode. Sam, any final closing thoughts before we head out uh, today? Um, nope. I'm hoping the Colts do something in free agency, whether it's add a small piece or two. But other than that, I'm just chilling at home. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see many more big moves, per se. Uh, they already did that with the fourth Bucknell and Philip Rivers. But that'll do it for us today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Straight up Sports Talk on Twitter, at Sports Talk at 6. Follow us there if you haven't already. Again, you, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, anywhere you get your podcasts. We are there. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Grant Covey. Come back next week. We'll have a new episode next week sometime. Not sure what day, but it'll be sometime, and you can stay tuned to our Twitter page to know when that'll be happening. For Sam Thillman, I'm Grant Covey. Have a great day.